This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to That's Food by CJSR, a podcast made with love telling the backstory to food one meal at a time. I'm your host, Marie Choquette. So today on the podcast, we're going to be chatting with Holly Holt, an Indigenous female entrepreneur who launched her own business during the pandemic called She Cooks, and they offer plant-based meals on the go. But first, it's time for the snack fact. Okay, did you know plants yield 10 times more protein per acre than meat? That's kind of mind-blowing. Also, I like this one. Benjamin Franklin introduced tofu to America in 1770? What? Okay, now for some, being plant-based is a dietary choice, and for others, it's a lifestyle choice. So today we're exploring what is a plant-based diet, and can it be easily sustained in Alberta? Let's dive in and find out. Welcome to the show. So, given that we're a food podcast, we like to start from the beginning with our famous question. What did you have for breakfast? One of my favorite things to have for breakfast, um, if I want to feel good for the whole day, is good old oatmeal. I don't think oatmeal has to be boring. I actually really love oatmeal. So today I had it with flax, chia, hemp seed, some buckwheat honey. There's this really good cinnamon from... um, the spice merchant on White Ave. It's Saigon cinnamon. It's so good. And some dried apricots and a lot of coffee. Amazing. Especially in our Alberta winters, there's nothing better than like a hearty, warm breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, So from working in the hospitality industry since 14, you've had a fair share of experiences from line chef, cook, to bartending, to entrepreneur now. But before we dive into that, I want to kick off and learn more about your background because it's so interesting, um, your cultural mix. I'm kind of the same. I'm Indigenous. I'm Ukrainian. I'm French. I'm Welsh. So it's it's very interesting and, and you're kind of similar. So your dad is Indigenous. He was a hunter growing up. But then your grandmother is Greek and your mother is Polish-Ukrainian. So my father is Indigenous. Um, my mother is Polish-Ukrainian, and then I have my cousins I'm very close with, and their father is Greek. So as a kid, I was a lot around um, a lot of Greek food. So did having all these backgrounds in these cultures shape your relationship and experience with food and what it is today? It absolutely did, yes. My family loves food, and I've never been a picky eater I've always just eaten everything and my grandma loved to cook and she used to cook a lot of odd things so she loved to go to liquidation world and buy like all the meat that nobody (laughs) wanted. so we ate a lot of like organ meat um and odd like vegetables and and things and we like my mother really liked going for like Vietnamese food like we wouldn't really go to 
you know, like Swiss chalet for family dinner, we'd be going for like pho. My dad's influence is he kind of just will eat everything as well. So normally it was more my my mom or my family that was sort of in charge of what we were eating. And then the Greek influence, because I was, I grew up with like close in age with my cousins. So we spent like weekends together all the time. And my time when I would get sent with them, they usually had to go to church, um, like Greek Orthodox church on Sunday, which I would sit through, but there was always food involved. (laughs) So I never really complained. Like we would, there would always be food there. And at Easter, we'd go to a Greek hall and have like huge feasts. And I've always just loved eating. I grew up having to go to church every single Sunday until well, I moved out at 18, but you're right. It was like the, the knowing that there was always going to be this big Sunday brunch afterwards was really the ticket to getting us as kids and then teenagers, uh, going to church. <laughs> so yeah. we relate to that, but I want to go back to, so your grandma cooked a lot of organs and that is like, she must've been cooking those pretty well to have you guys as kids eating that so like what was was that in stews was it cooked in a lot of butter like how the heck did she manage to get kids to eat that kind of food um I she definitely probably used a lot of butter she yeah I think she used to do things properly and I don't think all of the kids loved it but I know that I did like she used to do tripe and like cook it in like a pressure cooker everything definitely had a lot of butter I always loved veggies and fruit and as a kid like I never complained about vegetables like I remember my mom used to just make a huge bag of spinach and just put butter and salt on it and we loved it and I I just always loved everything delicious you were an easy child then I imagine I think I was (laughs) it's funny you mentioned tripe the first time I tried um, tripe, I actually didn't know I was eating it. I was at the family dinner in actually Italy and I thought I was eating like boiled calamari and I was <laughs> like, oh, like this is, you know, it tastes a bit different here, but I'm really liking this. And, uh, the person I was sitting beside reached over and they're like, oh, do you know what that is? And I was like, yeah, like calamari. <laughs> I could see that. They were it like, is- the texture of calamari kind of right and they were like let me explain to you so for people who are listening who don't know what tripe is it's the it's it's cut up intestine right yeah yeah and after that was kind of explained to me while it's in my mouth I just I couldn't I just couldn't go for a second psychologically I was like okay I think I'm done with this yeah I remember once my um when I was younger when my boyfriend at the time was at my grandma's house. We were having chicken soup and her chicken soup, she'd always put chicken hearts and we'd do it with like the drop dumplings rather than noodles. He was just like loving it. And he's like, oh, like, what are, what are these dumplings? They're so good. And he's like, yeah, it's just flour dumpling. He's like, no, these ones that are like really flavorful. And she's like, oh, those are chicken hearts. And he just spit everything back out into the bowl. But he wouldn't have known. Isn't that funny? The psychological tricks our mind can play versus our taste buds sometimes yeah and I feel like it's that's a similar kind of mindset with um like vegan food I I had so many times where I cook for people and they have they just love it and then once they realize that it's all plant-based for some reason something shifts 
you are now plant-based. So I definitely want to dive into this. When did you become plant-based? Part of my lifestyle is I, I think it's okay to indulge every once in a while. Um, but I, I would say I eat about 95% plant-based and then I definitely was not in culinary school. Um, I feel like it was even a no, no, like the instructors would be like, is there any vegetarians in the class? And you'd get picked on if, if you were like, it was just so out of the mindset of, you know, like classic French cooking. Right. But I didn't eat a lot of meat and dairy and I really didn't eat any processed food. So I would taste everything that we were making, but I wouldn't like just eat tons of it every day. I'd kind of come to school with my green smoothie. I think it wasn't until I moved to Canmore when I was 24, straight out of culinary school. And it's a very health conscious town. It was a lot more normal, like a lot more vegetarians. And I got really connected with the yoga world and I started eating more vegetarian. And then I was getting ready to go to um, yoga teacher training and I knew it was going to be mostly vegan. And so I just switched and started eating, trying to eat mostly vegan so that I wouldn't, you know, my body wouldn't go into shock or something. And um, I just started discovering how, like much, how, how much I like to cook that way. Um, I like to cook with a lot of veggies. I like fruit. I like a lot of like world flavors and a lot of places in the world eat vegetarian Thanks for sharing that. And it's kind of interesting when people, you know, are new to plant-based or veganism or flexitarian, whatever it may be, you know, one of, one of the questions I always hear out in the ether is, oh, like, what are the health benefits? And, you know, even with my own dietary choices, it's not about the health benefit of just making that one choice or that one change. It's really all encompassing because for example, if you're becoming vegetarian, you're also incorporating a lot more vegetables. Your your lifestyle as a whole eventually changes. So of course there's going to be a ton of different health benefits in all these different areas, but it's not like, hey, I made this one change. I stopped eating chicken and now all of a sudden this is what my body's doing. This is what my energy is doing. This is what my sleep is doing. I find it's just like a whole lifestyle shift when you make these small changes, but it certainly starts as those baby steps. What are your thoughts on that? I, I absolutely agree. I think that it's unrealistic some people do it, but to say, I'm going to be vegan and be hundred percent vegan. Um, I think it's just going little steps and little steps. And I, I feel like as I keep growing, I probably, I probably will transition to hundred percent. I'm just still in my transitional, um, progress. It also comes down to just, uh, eating more consciously and being aware of what we're putting in our bodies and, consciously choosing every day instead of you know going through you know we're so busy we're just like feeding to fuel and not really thinking about what that outcome is going to be you've recently launched a business called she cooks um i'm so excited to learn more how did this come to be share with us recently in 2020 beginning of the year i moved back to edmonton so i had kind of been living in different places and um I hadn't been cooking for a few years, like years and years, and I was looking for a job and I ended up um, working in the kitchen at a, a restaurant 
in Edmonton called Otto, which is funny enough, um, a sausage restaurant. So definitely not plant-based, but I really great group of people. The owner is great. Um, very welcoming. And I worked there for two weeks and then COVID happened. So I started doing some, um, meals from home just for friends and family and, and they would pay for it. And those were more things that they were requesting like lasagnas and, and definitely not um, like plant-based. And then as time went on, I kind of kept doing that on the side and I got, I continued in my um, full-time job and I, um, and then by the fall, when the second round of kind of everything shutting shutting down a little bit. Um, I was still working, but it was very quiet. And I, I had more and more requests to do my um, frozen meals. And I was doing a lot of pies. Um, so I started actually using the kitchen space at Auto on the day they were closed. Um, I, was, I was at the same time making lunches for my dad, who had had a little bit of um, health it was, he had gotten like some testing and just basic things that happened to a, you know, 55 year old man. He started having a bit of high cholesterol and he was gaining a bit of weight. And so I said, I'll start making your lunches. And I, I put something on my, um, she cooks Instagram. So I'd already made a name for it, but I wasn't, um, like in business. It was just sort of a thing on the side. I just said that I am making these lunches for my dad. Like, does, is anyone else interested and over the course of a few months it just more people wanted that and so I ended up dropping the pies and I was just making the lunches and the first week I kind of had five people and then the next week I had 10 and then I started getting more inquiries from people I didn't know which I was trying to just stick to friends and family and so it just got busier and busier to the point where I was like, okay, I need to actually do this. So I got kind of all my licensing and um, things like that together so that I could expand to like everybody. Um, and each week I just had more and more to the um, point where I needed my own kitchen space because it was getting overwhelming. I was going in on a Sunday at like four in the morning and just like hoping that I'm organized enough to have all of these meals done by three o'clock when people would come to pick them up. And on the so, one side, that's so scary, but on the other, that's so incredibly exciting that you were able to just do this very natural thing of, Hey, I'm going to go cook some lunches for my father. And then all of a sudden word of mouth, it just snowballs the effect that's that's pretty that's kind of the dream yeah it was it it felt very good I I it was all word of mouth like that's just how it happened people would be like oh my friend said that they're getting your bowls and like can I try them and it was very it was very good for I think me and my career I feel like I've always had kind of like imposter syndrome or I like I just think I can't do it or I'm not as I'm not good at something or and I'm always second guessing myself and working in kitchens I feel like I've always done well but I'm always like thinking I can do better and I always have it in my head that 
Like I just need to kind of do what the masses want to do. And doing that felt very good because it was something that I felt so like passionate about the kind of food I was doing and that people were reacting that way really, really helped with, um, I feel like not, not even just my career, just everything in life kind of. It really gives you that confidence boost when you when you take a step out and really follow that intuitive message or that passion and you're like received with such amazing feedback. You're like, wow, that this is my path, right? Stepping into yeah. that empowerment is pretty cool. Um, so tell me where do you source you, you know, we live in Alberta. It's winter, eight months out of the year. <laughs> where where do you source your ingredients or how do you find your ingredients for plant-based um so I'm I'm a good grow I feel like I'm a good grocery shopper I'm I've just I know where to find things and I am very in touch with what's in season um and that's how I plan my menu so my menu changes every single week on like Monday early morning I sit down and I think like okay what do I know is going to be in the stores what is in season um, and I kind of base it on that. Yet I have multiple places that I actually like do all the groceries. So I, I have multiple places I stop. I actually I really like H&W for their produce because it they don't they a lot of people don't even know about H&W produce, but most of their stuff is pretty local and it's um, very like affordable it really um, is and I when I lived in Capilano I discovered there's one in the neighborhood and I was like what is this place this is amazing yeah I and they they'll sell um like boxes of you can buy whole boxes of um like cauliflower and big giant bags of beets you just have to ask and they go get it from the back um and then I I do a lot of stuff. I'm in Little Italy and I love the Italian center. So how can people order and where can they find you? Um, so all my ordering now is on my website. So it's shecooks.biz, B-I-Z. And then um, I post my menu on there every week and you just order on there. If you want to see um, me on social media, it's shecooksyeg on Instagram and Facebook and then I'm good with responding so even if people have questions or before they want to commit um, they can just send me a message on Instagram and I'll get back to them really quickly um, and they every week is a different ordering week so you once the menu is launched you can order up until Friday night and then um, and then your order is ready for pickup on Sunday. Amazing. So um, obviously this is, you know, all new and recently launched, but have you, have you kind of been able to think of where you want this to go or what you aspire this to be? Yeah. Yes. It's all I think about <laughs> these days. Tell me more. Um, like my, my like dream is to like teach kids how to um, prepare healthy meals and how to grocery stop shop. I'm going to start looking into a full-time space. I'd love to keep doing what I'm doing at a pretty small. I don't want to be huge. Like I want to be the one that's cooking for people. And I want to be the one who's making the menus, maybe with space where I can actually teach these classes. Once I get that going, I'd, I'd love to do a plant-based restaurant in the future. It's somehow going to all come together. It definitely sounds so exciting. And I think you nailed it with, um, 
you know, teaching younger generations how to cook and how to grocery shop. And I feel like that's something that's so overlooked right now, especially when, you know, everything that the pandemic brought to light of, you know, these underlying ailments. If we can start creating solutions really young in people's lives, that just sets everybody up for success. So I love that you are so forward thinking about that and how to take your business and what you're doing now and create something bigger and and a larger conversation around the health benefits. So congrats. Thank you. And last question, my personal favorite question, what is your favorite dish currently in Edmonton? I've been really enjoying the restaurant Pip. Everything about it was perfect. Thanks for the reminder. I, oh, you know, there's some restaurants in Edmonton you just forget about. Um, mm. I have like three on my, my, on my roster and I need to start expanding that. And so thanks for the reminder about Pip. I'm going to make it a point to visit soon. You really yeah. romance that well. Yeah, you should check it out. It's, it's very, it's good. Thank you again for coming on That Food Podcast. I was so excited about this conversation and learning more about everything you're doing and everything you're going to do. And um, I can't wait to try some of your food. And Thank you for having me. For anyone out there in Edmonton looking for some plant-based lunches, check out She Cooks YG on Instagram and shecooks.biz online and get your orders in and that is it for this episode of that's food today's episode was produced by me maria choquette find me on instagram at tomato wheels thank you to holly holt for speaking with us our music is by doug hoyer you can find all of our episodes on apple podcasts and spotify and on our website, thatsfood.transitor.fm. You can contact us at thatsfood at cjsr.com. We are That's Food CJSR on Facebook and Instagram. That's Food is produced at CJSR in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. But is it food? That's, That's food! food.